Welcome to our weekly broadcast of Coffee Around the Mesa. As a place of joy, fellowship, and discussion around Scripture. Coffee Around the Mesa, or tea as the case may be. Or that weird green stuff that Pastor David seems to like. Whatever your chosen beverage, we're glad you've joined us for the fun and conversation. And remember, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast and video are solely those of the individuals expressing it. We talk about God, Jesus, the Bible, and a variety of other personal topics that may be provocative, difficult, or intriguing to hear. This podcast and video is not affiliated to any particular church or religious denomination. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Good morning, friends. Welcome morning, to Coffee morning. Around La Mesa. Uh, we had uh, uh, this weekend was so full of love and and just happiness for all the uh, precious people we know, uh, and we call them mothers. So, uh, congratulations to you, Stacy, uh, because just are so just so a wonderful mother of true, beautiful, and smart, and so sharp girls. Three. You three, left out uh, three. Uh, oh, Who, who'd you leave out? Who did you leave out? Don't tell her. Don't tell her. Angry at you. You're gonna be in big <laughs> trouble. <laughs> don't tell her that I forgot. No, they all love you. I'm, I'm just curious about which one you left out. <laughs> exactly. You're in big trouble. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, let's just, we'll just pretend like it was a language barrier. Yeah, I think. It, oh, let's do that. Let's, let's say that I understand two us three in my mind. Not a chance. Not a chance. They're gonna see this. So that you're gonna feel like you're like being investigated with a high intensity lamp, because you have a little girl and yeah. you know angry with you, yeah. you're in big trouble. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's, uh, maybe I missed the girl that I, I wanted to have. You know, you do. Who knows, yeah. right? I, no, I I, uh, that, I definitely think that's, that's, that's a psychological true of you. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Ben, how was your your weekend? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, uh, I had my mother over. She's uh, as everybody knows, she turned 85 on May 1st, and she came over, and I. Um, I made one of her, well, actually, she showed me her favorite way of making fried fish. So we had a lot of fun because I bought the fish, I got the fish cleaned, and everything was just set up and ready for her, and she showed me all of her secrets. Wow. So, oh, my god! Not really secrets. The main thing is you fry it in bacon fat. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was so, so is this kind of very... Southern style fresh. Oh yeah, she's uh, from Virginia. Fresh. So oh, it was lovely. So we had a great time. Wait, where's she from? What part? She's from right out of uh, Norfolk. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know I'm from Richmond. No. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. Well, you are out of town, but now you're here. Now I'm here. Yes. <laughs> wow. All right, we got we have to talk. Your mom so, and I. Absolutely. Just do the same expression of your face uh, face when I say I'm from Tegucigalpa. I'm from Tegucigalpa. <laughs> yeah, you say. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my, really? Oh, I've always here. wanted to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. today, uh, do you want to say the, your, our 
Yeah. Protocol. Uh-huh. Protocols, disclaimers. I'll, I'll disclaimers. say all the things. All that other stuff. We're going to start stuff. with, we look different today because yes, you can do. see David's braces and Ben's beautiful face and teeth. <laughs> and um, you can you can see that because they've been fully vaccinated. Yep. I am not fully vaccinated yet, so I'm still wearing a mask. Um, we're following CDC protocols. We're outside. Um, I could probably take off my mask safely, but I'm not going to do that today. So just, uh, just so you know, that's why they don't have their mask on. And we all feel safe and comfortable, and we're following all the guidelines. Secondly, we at Coffee Around La Mesa are not affiliated with any person, individual, group, nonprofit, NGO, nothing. We're just three friends who are sitting around talking together. And third, uh, we have no interest in offending you, but we might. We probably will. Um, we're really open and comfortable talking with each other. Um, we've, we have a shared history and, um, we're just, we feel really safe and comfortable talking to each other, but we are going to talk about Jesus and the Bible today. We're going to talk about, um, you know, who belong, quote, who quote unquote belongs and maybe who quote unquote doesn't. Um, and that might, that might bring up some feelings for you. And so if, if that happens, um, either don't start listening to us or turn us off, um, it's a great day to sit in a hammock and just enjoy that and just be in your hammock. Um, and if you don't have one, uh, there's one here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of chairs, lots of really great swings here. Um, so come on over and be in a swing and just don't listen to us. Um, we love your feedback. Um, please give it to us. We are on Spotify and all the other places. We have our own Facebook site. Um, you can talk to us there and we would really appreciate your feedback. And you too. Awesome. Awesome. And YouTube. <laughs> so, uh, uh, could you share with us uh, the topic of the, 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 yes. the passage of the um, weekend? Acts 10, verses 44 through 48. Um, Peter and uh, many of the other uh, early Christians who had a history in the Jewish faith, um, the Holy Spirit falls upon them. And many of the Jewish supporters of the early church were amazed that the Holy Spirit... Uh, had fallen upon many of the Gentiles, those who were not Jews. And um, Peter uh, declares, there's no reason why we should not baptize. And they went ahead and all of these people were baptized. So really, it's about, as you were saying before, about belonging. It's uh, who who deserves to have the Holy Spirit bestowed upon them. And I think it's it's a really interesting uh, piece of scripture yeah. for us to, you know, you put that in the midst of the three of us yeah. and we'll be doing a lot of yakking. So, so yeah. here we well, go. Well, the thing about that passage <laughs> is that we have been taught that um, we have been focused the passage on the Holy Spirit. Yep. It's, oh, the Holy Spirit, and we think about uh, flames and speaking in tongues. And this is something more about Pentecostal, right? Right. And then this huge denomination come up in the early 1900s, uh, well, 19, yeah, uh, when, um, when this huge movement in Chicago and South, right. uh, people began speaking in tongues and they create this whole denomination, Assemblies of God or uh, Churches of God. But it was coming before that. In the 1800s, there were more people speaking in tongues before that. So there's a l- huge movement. Exactly. The thing with this is that we have... Focus the attention on the Holy Spirit, which is very Christian, right? But what if you were a Jewish yeah. 
practitioner about those days and you listen to that story, mm-hmm. that sounds very, very challenging and very subversive mm-hmm. because he's telling Jewish people, you are not the only chosen, chosen ones. You're not the chosen ones. Yeah. And by the way, you're not the favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and that's huge because yeah. when you say, what? That the Holy Spirit is now working in other groups that are not us? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, And this is precisely the problem that we have in Christianity today. There's some lines of Christianity that they think they're the chosen ones mm-hmm. and they're the favorite ones. Mm-hmm. So have you, what's your thought about that? Well, it has resonance, not in terms of just religions, but societal you know, areas also, just a pile of stuff. So I just want to put that out there right away, because I mean, we could spend 14 episodes talking about whether or not one feels you know, like they belong or not. Mm-hmm. And I know you've got some thoughts. I love this. I love this scripture. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember if I read it this yeah, it was this semester that I read it and wrote about it. And as you, as we, as you know, I love Peter. I kind of like, I'm just very attracted to Peter. Um, and I think part of my attraction to him is like, because he's such an idiot, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was he's coming. Wild. Yeah. I'm giggling like, over he's here so and I'm dumb. Back. He's like so dumb sometimes. And you're like, oh my God, you're, you're totally an idiot. Here he comes, here he comes again. <laughs> What's that? Here he comes again. Here he comes again, <laughs> being yeah. an idiot. And maybe it's because like, I feel like that so often. Like I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Like, <laughs> I mean, I told you guys, like I messed up a paper because I forgot to put quotation marks in it. And... Like, you know, I saw, I identify with Peter. Not like I'm attracted to him, but like I just, I really identify with him. And what I love about this is that, you know, there's Cornelius and then there's Peter and Peter is like hungry (laughs) in the scripture, like literally physically hungry, but then he falls into a trance. Yep. And God shows him all this stuff so the dude doesn't even get to eat. But like God shows him, um, you know, about, uh, you know, don't say anything isn't clean if I've, you know, God's like, hey, here's this, um, it's a sheet full of food, right? And God's like, eat. And Peter's like, no way. I've never eaten anything unclean before. I would not do that. And God's like, don't talk about me like that. Like, don't say what I've given you is unclean. Like, eat it. Like, you can eat. And it's just like Peter is like, whoa, like his mind is blown, you know, by that probably like, um, I mean, it's metaphorical, but you know, it's all, it's, it's not just metaphorical, like, right. Like, I mean, food and cleanliness around it is, you know, was a very big thing, still is a big thing. And, um, he's, so he's like, whoa, okay. Uh, God's telling me to do this. I've never done this before in my life. I'm allowed to wow. And then obviously it means, you know, access to everyone, access to everything. So Cornelius calls him over and he goes to Cornelius. And I just, I still think about like Peter in it because Peter is so stubborn Mm -hmm. that God has to like say something three times to him. And not just that, but like God calls him to Cornelius. So he, so Peter can get it in his mind, in his heart, wherever, in his spirit that everyone is welcome at Christ's table or, you know, that there's no God's favorites. table. So there's no favorites. Yeah. It's open to 
everyone. I mean, the whole, go ahead. Well, I just think it's so interesting that like we think it's about Peter ministering to people when really I think a big part of the scripture is how stubborn Peter is and God is actually ministering to Peter. And like, you know, like God is saying to Peter, everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. And so Peter then gets to go and proclaim that. But like to me, I just see his, like who he is in it and like how much God cares for him and is like, let me convince you got to get convinced of this, buddy. You got to get convinced of this. Like, this yeah. is my heart for it. And Peter's yeah. finally like, all right, downloaded it. Got it. You know, right. but it takes him. He's so stubborn. Exactly. Well, well, and that's know. beautiful. I mean, there's a wonderful thing. I know how much God cares for Peter. Yeah. I know I'm going to say it. Everlasting love. It just keeps coming and Your you can't. I know it just rolled back. <laughs> But I mean, that's how I see that. And I, you know, in the speaking in tongues and then for folks who don't really understand what that really means, I'll tell you what it means for me. Speaking in tongues is basically you can speak other languages, but some people take speaking in tongues as speaking gibberish and, and, and the mysticism of God's spirit or this, you know, spiritual spirit taking us over and we don't understand it. Um, But I see it more as we can speak any language, and therefore this message is open to everyone, regardless of what you speak. So, and I think that's important because a lot of people, they go like, well, what does speaking in tongues really mean? Well, the other thing is that that the term in Greek is glossolalia, which means it's it's beyond that. But it's it's kind of a different topic. Absolutely. But what I want to say about Peter is that he, Don't say anything bad about him. Well, I want to have, <laughs> to, I have to say it <laughs> according to what the Bible says. <laughs> oh, sure, you're going to use so, the Bible to back you. Yeah, I know. Ga- Galatians. Yeah, we talked about that a couple of episodes. Galatians. About, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Galatians, walking on eggshells. I'm Galatians. Telling you. The letter of Galatians. Paul is writing this letter. Yeah. And it seems like Peter was around there. And right. then he just walks around and says, "Hi, Peter. How you doing?" And then Peter says, "I'm oh, I'm okay." And then he discovers Paul, yeah, that Peter is eating pig and pork. Exactly. Un quote unquote unclean animals. Unclean exactly animals. Exactly right. With the Gentiles, but when the Jews were coming, he just pretended that he was not eating it. Exactly. I, do, wait, does he pretend or is he Well, respectful? that's the word that, that it says, pretend. And, yeah. and by the way... Like hides Paul, it or Paul, is Paul being respectful? Paul him hypocrite. Yeah. His hypocrisy. Yeah. In his hypocrisy. That's the Paul's letters. You know, yeah. he says in his hypocrisy, he was pretending. Right. He was playing... The two teams have the same. I don't problem. know. I'm, I'm going to so, push back. Well, I, I, it's not. I'm not. I'm not. We'll have to look it up. That's not a surprise for me, f- coming from Peter, because he was like that. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, the, but the point is, but here. Peter could have been being all things. <laughs> he to He was all very people. smart. He was. He was. <laughs> he was being Jewish to well, Jewish no, and Gentiles I mean, to the Gentiles. Wasn't Paul the one who told us to be all things yeah, to all uh, people? Maybe he learned the lesson. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Peter was be. doing that. But but the thing is, is I that just really don't think we should. I judge think Peter, Peter was right street now. smart. But he knew how go. to speak different languages to different groups of individuals, yeah. and he was proud yeah. of that. But it also got him in trouble. Well, constantly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, pro- like the point him. with the, the going back to your scripture is that. The, the thing is that these Jews are receiving the, these Gentiles are receiving the Holy Spirit. Uh, right. And then it goes uh, against the whole theology of Christianity, which is uh, Jesus is the only 
is the only way. Yeah, the only so path. So we are the chosen ones. It's Christian sayings. Right. We are the chosen ones. The rest of the religions, they are wrong. We are the ones who really own God and exactly. the truth. We are the only ones who can go to heaven. We are the only ones who have the Holy Spirit. Exactly. The rest of that, you know, Hindus and, uh, or, you know, whatever, uh, um, Buddhist, right. they're wrong. They are, this, this uh, narrative from Christianity right. all the time is that we are the chosen ones. Exactly. And, and then the rest of the world is wrong. We are the favored ones. Everything's is, everything is ours for our choice. And our comfort resides in that. Mm. And for me, and what I taught a lot, was that God is, in the same way that we speak about and, you know, God being a father figure, I just, you know, I've written about this. God is bigger than gender. God is bigger than religion. God is bigger than ritual. And I think that's, that's, that's how it is for me, personally. Um, but I share that a lot with a lot of people, and people tend to resonate with that. And I think that's really the message. You know, and Peter, you know, he's just, he's, he's, he's a metaphor for us. Yeah. A yes. total metaphor yeah. for us. Yeah. And all of the mistakes that we make. And... God and Jesus, and, and even God and Jesus through the Holy Spirit continues to show that incredible love for him. Yeah. And patience. Yes. Amazing amounts but, but of patience. But what about the, the, the conversation you two have before the, we, we, we started? It was, it was more about yeah. what are the implications to the Jewish people right. and traditions that you are not... You're not chosen one. Exactly. Well, that's, that it's intimidating. Little, well, and that was, I feel like, a little bit of Galatians, like you were talking about, right? right. Galatians 3, 26. Exactly. Like, you know, there's neither male nor female, nor exactly. Greek, nor Jew, slave nor free. And one of the things we were talking about is how, like, that just gets flipped upside down. Totally. Right? That there's no longer this association <laughs> with um, male and female that makes it significant, but... Hey, everybody had to be circumcised. Exactly. Well, if everybody had to be circumcised and we're only talking about circumcised people and we're not doing female mutilation, you know, genital, genital, genital mutilation, then we're really only talking to about males. just the dudes, just the guys. And, you know, I've taught about that many times. And I says, you got to remember these books that is this encyclopedia that is the Bible has been written mostly by a bunch of old men. And we, there's a, there's a clear bias that goes with that. And we have to be very clear about that. And it's important that we, not just as kids learning in Sunday school, but as adults, to discern and think and understand that we can't have that exclusivity. That doesn't work with the huge spectrum of miracles that are the creations that are human beings and the entire planet and all the things that are in it. So, but uh, what is the purpose of why do you think people is trying to get their own label of favorite? Why? What, Comfort. What is behind that? Well, uh -huh. who doesn't want to be the favorite? I mean, you're one yeah. of six kids. Do you want to be the favorite kid? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You like, get all do you want to be? The, I mean, my kids are always like. And write a and write a and write a book that says that you are the favorite one, and that yeah, you yeah. call it the Bible. Absolutely. I mean, my kids are always like, "Mom, say who's your favorite?" 
And I'm mm. like, you're my favorite 13 year old in the world. You know, like that's <laughs> exactly it. Right. Like, you know, like, or, and sometimes I'll joke with them. Like if somebody, you know, I just, I hate washing dishes. I literally hate washing the dishes. Right. So that's like my children's chore. That's their, their number one chore is to wash the dishes. <laughs> and when anyone ever like voluntarily like washes the dishes, I just look at them and I'm like, you know, give them a nod and they yeah. go, I know I'm your favorite. <laughs> and I don't affirm that because I do not have a favorite child, of course. Um, but, you know, they want that. Like, they say that. Absolutely. Like, it's, like, very, like, appealing. It's also terribly narcissistic, right? Like, there's yep. this whole thing with a narcissistic personality yeah. disorder where you assign favorites and you give a favorite. And exactly. it's terribly ab abusive and toxic. Right. So I'm going to say I don't think God does that to us. No. I don't. I don't think there's a chosen. But what if God really has a favorite? What if? Okay, what that's if? a that's a hypothetical. Yeah, that's a hypothetical. So we will play with what this hypothetical. What would that look like? That, I don't yeah, know. That's what I'm saying. What, what would that, that look, look like? like? <laughs> is it? But is it? It's, well, go. No, go. Oh. I don't know. It's man. That's, <laughs> I was gonna go somewhere, but you go somewhere first. There's a first. pile of thorns and shards of glass associated with that topic as to what would it be like if God really truly chose a favorite and named it. We've had so many examples of that where human beings have taken that hypothetical into reality. And those are horrible moments in human history. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to enumerate them. It's yeah. very clear. When you have a group of individuals that find a certain affinity for each other and that we have something in common mm -hmm. and we say that we are better than everybody else, mm -hmm. those are some of the, the worst historical moments in human mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's what it looks like. And that's why we feel that God message is for everyone, absolutely everyone. It's not just the males. It's not just the females. It's not just the short and the tall and the fat and the thin. It's for everyone. Yeah, I think that, that, you know, I was thinking about this passage where it says that we human beings, we are, we are the crown of creation. Yep. That's kind of favoritism too. Totally. Sure, I mean, there's it's a like whole. We are, you, we are over the animals. Of, yeah. We coexist with them, and we mess it up. You yeah. Know? We still yeah. mess it up on a regular Earth, basis. And Every we are the crown day. of creation. Yep. Something interesting is that uh, the other thing is that how Christian Christians, the Christian Church, is all the time claiming to be favorite, uh, be uh, in, before like people like minorities, right. like uh, LGBTQ people, right? right? Why we have the, the right and, and privilege to do things in church, and we don't allow, some churches, they don't allow mm -hmm. LGBTQ people to participate, fully participate exactly. in the church life. Yeah, yeah um, there's a superiority to somehow being straight. I've never yeah. understood yeah, that. Yeah, neither have I. Like, I, what's my all. superiority as, I mean, I identify as a straight person, I, and I say I'm boringly straight, <laughs> right? Like, it's so boring. Like, I'm just so straight. It's, like, obnoxious. Like, sometimes I'm like, you know, can I please do something else? And 
I'm just gonna leave that one. Oh alone. my god! Like my one of my um, one of my so my sister is bisexual and one of one of my daughters is bisexual, and we just talk about it all the time. Right. You know about like how much more interesting her life will get to be, and like she's just like, mom, I just you know I feel like I have more choices, and I'm like, good for you. Yeah, they, you know, she does. Like, um. Anyway, we're we're saying all this tongue in cheek, but um, there was something that I was going to react it, to, and now oh, I don't okay. remember. But it was, you know, he was basically saying, you know, what if it was that God said if he truly chose a favorite? Oh yeah, here's what go. I was going to say: the prodigal. I That's knew what it I was would pick about. up. Thank you, Ben. Anytime. Um, so uh, the superiority thing, I think, is ridiculous, of course, and I and I, but I also wonder. Okay, so like this thing that Paul did, where he said there was neither Jew nor Greek, you know. Right. He flipped things. He flipped the script, and I and and I think that the prodigal son story does mm. that a little bit too, right? Where we say, "Here's the ninety nine. I leave them to find the one." Exactly. Like, what if that's God's favoritism? I don't know if I want to use the word favoritism. No. Maybe. Like maybe I want to use a different word. Like right. Like a less charged word. But what if? What we're actually talking about is not the majority being the favorite, but the minority, the one that goes away. And God right. says, that, that's my favorite. Exactly. Or that matters, yeah. or that is exactly. more significant. You guys stay home. I'm going to go do this. Do you know what I mean by yes, that? Yes, because, you know, they're already, they're already in the home. They're already in the fold, just like we said a couple episodes ago about the sheep, the shepherd and the sheep. And it says, those sheep are already in my sheep fold. And they thought they were the favorite ones. Exactly. <laughs> right. And they thought they were. And they, you know, and we see it time and time again. Why would you go after the one? Yeah. But when you don't got the 99. Because that's the one but, that is lost. And I'm, and, and, and I'm here to help them be found. But the same Bible warns the heroes about them right. about that that right. topic the same story happens just at the beginning of genesis book right but abraham he has a favorite guy, a favorite son yes exactly do you remember that yeah and and, then, and that's the one who he is and asked. then isaac has a favorite son yeah but they're like dudes <laughs> what, what what I'm saying is that they're not gone. Touche. <laughs> you know that Joseph. Dads. Joseph was the favorite one, and they and they had a trouble with that with that favorite one. Right. They sold them as slave to Egypt. Yep. Threw them in a pit. And all these crises <laughs> okay. happened with the favorite one. So what I'm saying is that the Bible itself, itself is saying, be careful what, what that line of thought. I also think that's a matter of perspective, though. Like you only have one kid. But if you had a couple of kids, or maybe three, you would see that they all think there's a favorite. Everybody, like oh, my yeah. girls, they say all the time, Mom, you favor her. Mom, you favor her. Oh, yeah. And they all say it about each other. And, and I'm like, how are you all saying the exact same thing exactly. about each other? It can't be true. It's like, human nature. Like you all nature. think somebody else I is the favorite. I think that's where it comes from. It's human nature yeah, to want so to be the favored one. We see that and in a bunch of things. And, and, and to say yeah. that Maybe someone else... want to be the favorite one of God, right? And the, I think yes, that's, but I think that's what Joseph's brothers were doing, though. I don't know. I mean, was Joseph... He was also the baby, right? And yes. it's usually like... But, 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 but the father was 
just having special clothes for him. <laughs> yep. and, and he was treating him. Ah, all the ones, yeah, yeah, the rest, eh. the rest that were working very hard on the fields, and he was at home cooking with his mom. That's because, <laughs> so he was that, that's because he's the baby, though they're older. I remember when, so I have three girls. When my third kid was <laughs> it's born, true. <laughs> it's true though. When my third kid was born, right. She just wore all the girls' clothes. She wore right. all the hand-me-downs. Exactly. And I remember my oldest, who was like six or seven at the time, I remember her saying, will she ever have any of her own clothes? Because <laughs> yeah. she just wore oh hand-me-downs from her big sisters. Exactly. I have, I have two boys, and they're four or five years, four, five years apart. Yeah. And four years apart. And... Uh, the elder one, well, the younger one, got all of the older one's yeah. clothes. Where he didn't, you know, wear out the oh, knees yeah, yeah, completely yeah. and whatnot. But he got a lot of stuff. And then at one point, it kind of hit both my wife and I, Candace, and we said, you know what? We need to buy him his own clothes. Right. It's like... New. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> what. That's that's, that's why. Now here's the funny. Idea. This is no, but that's the story of the coat of many colors. Yes, exactly. Now the funny part is, is that then my son he got tired of it. And he's just like, can I just get Ben's, you know, my older brother's clothes? Yeah. Because he didn't like the. Why are we but, selling? But the you know, store? Ben, I know, I noticed that. <laughs> you, but a lot of Christians your favorite like that. Is ben. No, not at all. <laughs> Because I always do. Yeah, I know. Listen, he's only he has one. He only has one kid, and he named him after himself. (laughs) And he named him after himself. Exactly. Because I always like. Candace is is no, both. I mean, Candace is clearly his favorite. Because we both both of us like when they call, and it's wonderful. You know, for all those folks that have like teenagers, and you know, teenagers don't want to talk to their parents. But they do come back because my eldest yeah. is 22 now, and yeah. he calls us, and Aww. it's just a blessing. It's a, <laughs> it's just wonderful, and so I always, you know, I see it on my phone, and I go like, "Hey there, firstborn son!" Aww. And oh, well, my other son calls us, "Hey there, secondborn son!" Yeah, and they're it's equivalent, <clears throat> and that works really well. So, so do you think do you think Jesus had favorite a favorite disciple? Well, here's the other thing that I think that's uh, also I'm, true. I'm going this to that. This is a really good one because then you can start talking about Judas and you can talk about Peter, Mary, Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene. Magdalene. Because the book of Judas and Mary, the Gospel of Mary Magdalene yep. says that Jesus has a favorite a favorite disciple. Right. And he used to kiss her. Yep. In her and then we don't have the piece. Yeah, and then it's gone. It's missing. Say that again. The document that has, says that. The scroll. He the, used to kiss her in, in her. And oh, then. We're getting scandalous we, here. We, we don't yeah. have the piece. Hmm. So what I'm Maybe saying. Maybe we'll be found. We're just, just going to assume he kissed her all over, hopefully. <laughs> well, <laughs> what we don't um, know so, is. My question is, do you think Jesus had. Oh, yeah. So here's what, here's what I think. And. <laughs> um. I think that we, I actually, I don't have a best friend and I'm never going to have a best friend again. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and I tell my kids all the time, we don't have best friends. We have a lot of friends. We have good friends, but we don't have a best friend. Right. Even though I tell them that, I mean, Ezra, obvious. Ezra, but you've had best friends in the past. Well, I just think of that favoritism of that. Right. And then the falling, if anything ever falls apart. Like I, uh, I, I'm not. I don't like that. Okay. Um, and well, so, and I want to be a good friend to all of my people, to all my friends. And I don't. And there are people that I really enjoy spending time with. This is what yeah. I think of Jesus. Right. He was human. 
He probably had some people that he really enjoyed spending time with. Oh, yeah. He probably had some people who were really annoying. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, I want to be on your right hand. Oh, what are you guys talking about? Like, that's really annoying <laughs> exactly for right. Jesus, right? Like, yeah. um, And, you know, I think that he probably, I think 100% he felt misunderstood a lot oh, of times. Yeah. And so to, like, have a friend that, like, mm. really gets you and, like, really understands you and doesn't judge you and doesn't put pressure on you. Like, you know, I just, I think as a matter of, I think, I think if we're going to talk about Jesus's humanity, then we're going to say, well, who do I like being around? Exactly. You know, like I have a handful of friends that I really like. I just really like being with them. Exactly. And there are other people that I have to work a little bit harder in the relationship or have to be a little bit more like giving or like, it's kind of just exhausting sometimes. Yeah, it's and the meshing of human but personalities. You know that, that, yeah. For example, James, Peter, and John were some of the disciples. He, some of the time, he took it for different experiences, like right, that too. Exactly. Right. He, he has these three guys he right. was getting along with. We don't know what what was the criteria he used. My shoes and Peter. <laughs> These are the ones that I, I really have to like show them again. <laughs> it could be that. It's like because they're a little dense. Why you know? we don't have a kind yeah. of who knows a Matthew there or or other you know, exactly. But like other. maybe he also. I mean, you. This is true of all of us. We have different friends that we like to do different things with. Absolutely. Right. Like I. On, uh, I like to play card games with Rennie. Right. All the time. My kids love to play card games with her. You and I have never played a card game together, and we're never I'm not, going to. I'm not in that. We're yeah. never going to. I, for me, it's very yeah. boring. Same for but me. But you and I have amazing It would be very boring for her if yeah. I play, because I play very slow. You, right. Uh, you play that board games, too? I do not do board games, uh, really. Card games? Yeah, it drives Rennie crazy. Mm-hmm. I know, but I love playing, I love playing friend, card Rennie. games with her. <laughs> My friend, Alessandro... I love cooking with him. Exactly. Um, he is Italian. He <clears throat> believes in whole foods and fresh foods, and he is an amazing chef when we've hosted dinner parties. Right. I, I want to cook with that man for the rest of eternity. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, my friend Gora, she's my hiking friend. Right. I mean, she's a lot of different types of friends, you know, waste, but, you know, she's the one I want to hike with and be with. My exactly. friend Mitchell, he is an amazing colleague. Right. I love working with him, and I love our conversations, and I love... You know, Mitchell and Nicole, I, I love my colleagues. I love how we take care of the children together right. and, our, and our bunnies and our chickens and what we do with them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. And so I think, like, every relationship kind of has its own thing. And why would we be surprised that Jesus has that? And that he wants to do specific things with specific people, mm-hmm. or if he's like, it's kind of easier to hang out with like right. this friend exactly than, than other people. And I don't know that that's like a favoritism of God. I don't think there's favoritism. I mean, you know, you stir the pot and you say, oh, what if God chose? You know, there is a favorite. I don't think there is. And but I think that's really the ideal that is many religions, not just Christianity. But it's about human relationships and how we come to understand what's important for us. And yes, there are certain things that we enjoy doing with certain folks. Yeah. And there are some folks that are omnipresent, that you can do everything with. Mm. I said this, I don't know, maybe about six episodes ago, when um, actually when I got my COVID shot with my wife Candace, yeah. and we were walking down the 
um, the beach. And she, I, I closed my eyes for 20 minutes and she guided me along. And she's one of those omnipresent friends. Yeah. And it felt just like this is what all this scripture and religions regard, not just Christianity, but that's what it's really all about. Is that everlasting love and that I'm always there beside you and I will guide you when, I, when, when it's necessary. Mm. And that's really important. So it's about that human relationship. How Wait, do we so interact? Because we have things that are inherent in our makeup, in our DNA, whereby mm. you're not going to want to play cards with me. And he's not going to want to play cards with anybody, period. <laughs> sure. Because... And people don't want to play cards with me because I'm just very slow. But I'm, I'm thinking and I'm figuring out, no, 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 just go for it. And we have to find a way to get past that. Hmm. And I spoke about this before, that we have to meet each other where we are. So I meet you where you are, and I love you. And I meet you where you are, and I love you. And I think that's really the message overall. <clears throat> So, but, but you know what, what? At the end of the day, the thing is that we cannot be around the world and in life telling people that God has favorites. Uh, because one yeah. of the things is that you can be the chosen one, as I said that in my sermon yesterday. Right. You can be the chosen one, but doesn't necessarily mean that you are the favorite one. Exactly. Uh, and some people think that because the, you are the chosen one, <laughs> then you are the favorite. Right. It, that's not, that's it's not true. It's not true, one in the same. Right? Uh, some people are chosen to do a job and, and they mess it up. They fail. Exactly. And it has nothing to, to do with favoritism. Absolutely. And I'm a strong believer that God chose in the Hebrew uh, tradition to show some truths. Exactly. Uh, the problem is that they twisted in some way. And that's mm. my, yes. my take on that. I, I don't doubt about it. I think that the problem is mm -hmm. that by the time Jesus arrived, Jesus' uh, preaching was basically against that, saying, hey, yeah. we have a wonderful book that we call the Torah and all these laws, right. but we have messed it up. We have uh, uh, tortured people using this book. We have, we have um, marginalized people. And that was not the purpose of this. Yeah. The purpose was to be a light in the world, a Absolutely. light in the not you know, darkness. You know, but we have messed it up. Yeah. So, and, and this is why they didn't like Jesus and kill him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and this is why, against the Christians in, in the book of Acts, they're being put in on jail and they're being, uh, uh, in, basically, they were ditched by the Jewish community <laughs> because they said, no. No, that's not true. Uh, the Holy Spirit, God is, we are the chosen ones. Exactly. And we are the ones who have the authority to determine where God is and where God is not. It's like they domesticated God in some way. Exactly. You know, and, yeah. and, and it's, it's sort of forcing it. So we're at 37 so minutes. So the other thing is just about, the, just for the last take, uh, what can you say to people who feel that are not the chosen ones? Uh, how, how, what can you say to people who feel that they're not the favorite ones? Mm -hmm. Because that's the other side of the, the uh, yeah. story that is very painful to, to understand, you yeah. know. You just have to, you have to reach out with your heart and kindness and compassion and, and meet them where they are with, because generally those individuals are hurt and angry and you have to 
understand that that's real for them mm -hmm. and that's okay for them mm -hmm. to feel that hurt mm -hmm. and that feeling as though they have been left out and that and anger. How we Christians are contributing to exactly. make them feel that way. But we have, to, yeah. we have to move beyond that because you say, how do we speak to those folks who are feeling marginalized? Mm -hmm. We have to, that has to be, well, extravagant welcome. Mm -hmm. We talk about that in a number of places. And it's really important for that to be true. And it can't be just, here's the show of extravagant welcome. It has to be real and you have to follow it up. It's something that I really love about, you know, there's a saying by Gandhi, it's like your actions, your actions, not your words, your actions show your priorities. And that is what is most important. So, so what's your take, Stacey, on this? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, thank you for what you said, Ben. It, You're it triggered something in me when I was thinking about I have two different friends who both, uh, neither one of them have children. Um, they're not married. They're two different friends. Um, and they have, I'm very close to both of them, and they have come to me and said things that their parents said to them. And the things that their parents said to them were harsh and horrible and terrible and untrue. And I think in reaction to respond to you, I say, we, we speak the truth. We say the truth. And as often right. as I can, I want to say the truth to my friends and I want to speak from my mother heart. Right. Like I am a mom and I have three daughters and I've said terrible things to them. Of course. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I've been angry and mean and mad, yeah. but consistently, I've never said to them, God doesn't love you because you're gay. And someone yeah. said that to my friend consistently. Ugh. And I, as often as I can say to him, that's not true. That's her own stuff. Like she's, you know, like just to be like, we don't treat children that way. Like the mother heart of God in me would never, you just don't do that to your children. Another friend of mine, someone said to my friend, no one will ever love you consistently yeah. and that friend I consistently want to say to her I love you and if I had met right. you in high school we would have had so much fun Absolutely. and I would have loved you then now we're just we did get to be old people together and I'll love you now <laughs> but like that's not true right. like your mom is speaking from her mm -hmm. own insecurities and her own trauma and like something that somebody did to her but that is not true yeah. and like Sue as much as we can and this is a very individualistic thing that I'm saying. Yeah. And I know that there's a bigger picture here, but I think as often as we can listen to our people and what they're saying to us and combat it with like the truth, mm -hmm. I, I hope that that will, will like bring about a change it just in the, in their, in their brains and in their hearts and their minds, you know, for healing. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to start with compassion so that you can hear and know the truth. Yes. And, hear, and hearing that's them meeting first. Meeting them yes. with where they are hearing and what first. pain they may be in and yeah. the mistakes that they may be making. And, and yeah. I think uh, just my last take, just to finish this is that one is that some of the feelings that people have about being outcast or, mm. or being not the favorite Sometimes we are responsible for those feelings. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we have made people feel that they don't belong, as you said at the beginning. Second thing is that we say, we claim saying that God is, has no favorites, but we do act as God has favorites. Right. We create a system of, of church that, that really creates favoritism in church. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the third thing is that 
how much privilege we want to give up in order to make people feel that they are not an outcast. Yeah. How much of my privilege I want to give up yep. to the, don't look like I am a one of the favorite ones. Right. Because that's the thing, as you were saying, it's favoritism has to do with privilege. I want to have the privilege. Mm -hmm. I want to be the, the first in row. Mm -hmm. I want to be in heaven. Mm -hmm. I, want to, I want to gain all the blessings of God for some reason. And I want to be their favorite. So I want to behave right. like a son, right? right. I want to do a good job and so my parents can grant me some awards and prizes. <laughs> exactly. So I want to be the favorite so I can get right. something. And that's one of the things that evangelical Christianity is facing today is like, you want to be the favorite of God by behaving well or good. Yeah, right. there's, a, there's a reward system, right? Yeah, right. right. And when I was... And a punishment. Punish yes, system. there's this amazing book called Punished by Rewards. Uh -huh. Alfie yes. Cohn, did you ever read this? Alfie I've Cohn. heard... Alfie Cohn's this amazing, I want to say psychologist, but, um, and I remember marking something, I read this book when Ezra was like three years old, so it's a long time ago that I read it, but I remember marking, a, you know, a line in it that I was like, this is what Christians do. Right. Like, we think that if we, we believe in this reward system, and the reward system is actually punishing us because we're yeah. always looking for, you know, that, what is it called, carrot and stick, like, we're always, yeah, exactly. like, striving for that. Yeah. And to not do that, is so anti-capitalist, you know, yeah. it's, it's anti, I mean, like, look at our education system. Grades, yeah. grades, grade, grades for kindergartners? Sure. No, thank you. Yeah. No. Well, and the, best, the best document I have read about privilege and, and what, what we're saying about punishment and rewards is, is Michael Foucault's book, um, uh, um, uh, The Punitive Society. Yeah, right. same. Uh, I think yeah. is that yeah. that's the best book I read about. Yeah. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff. I think it's very yeah. important that we not take the embrace that is God and turn it into a fist. Yeah. We see that over and over yeah. and over again, and only damage occurs yeah. when we change that embrace into a fist. And yeah, and just to say this very clear and plain, God has no favorites. Absolutely. Church shouldn't have favorites. Absolutely. Uh, society should not has, have favorites. So we should be human race in general, helping each other and, and trying to become a better, a better individual, a better human being. Sadly, there's a lot of power in the middle. There's a lot of privilege. Yes. There is a lot of abuse in the middle as a consequence of that. But I think that going back to the passage you, you read at the beginning, you talk us, is that I think that passage of the Holy Spirit being shared to Gentiles is just a beautiful yeah. image of, no, God is not that way. You have thought all these thousands of years exactly. that God belongs to you and, and you own God, but no, yeah. that's not the case. So that will be very shocking for Jewish people on these days. But, but maybe, maybe now for us too as Christians is, right. no. No, God is not just for you. God is always for Baha'is, and yes. God is always for, for is there for, for Buddhists, and, and they don't have a problem understanding that. Exactly. It's us that we have that problem. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for your time today. Absolutely. Hope you can uh, comment and, and, and share your thoughts on um, mess, uh, messages, and hope to see you next week. Thank Bye -bye. you, friends. Bye. Bye.